Hi, this is Britt Gaddish from the Art Department on Terrifier 2, and you're listening to Horror Homeschool. Hello, welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ash. And on this episode, we are concluding our chronological covering of the Conjuring universe with The Conjuring 3. <laughs> the devil made me do it. I am not going to miss saying that tongue twister. That's terrible. It's terrible. Um, but I'm excited for this episode because we have a special guest. Hooray. We are joined by an actual film critic rather than just us two. Uneducated uh, idiots. Yeah, that's nerd. <laughs> you might get some more informed opinions here. Welcome to the pod, Heather. What's going on? Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. So um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself before we go into talking about The Conjuring 3. So just to get to know you a little better, um, what's your like horror movie likes, dislikes? What's your horror movie origins? So were you like corrupted from an early age or were you a late bloomer into the genre? What was your gateway? Oh, thankfully, I was corrupted from a very young age <laughs> and I, I don't regret it at all. Um, Interesting. I, say, I, um, I started watching horror movies when I was like four or five. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the first, first one you saw? Yeah. Um. I, it's a mix, but I'm pretty sure that the very first one that was impactful was Child's Play. Oh, oh my nice. gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, as a child, when I saw that, like any like preview or anything, terrified. I died. I would just go hide. <laughs> the thing that got me as a kid was like the, the poster for It, you know, the Tim Curry It. <sighs> like... Mm. That terrified me as a kid. If I, when I saw it in the VHS shop, like just on the shelf, that white poster and just his scary clown face, like I just <laughs> made a beeline for the other aisle. I hated that. Yeah. But um, yeah, with me and Ash, like Ash was a late bloomer. And this podcast was sort of me introducing her to horror in a way. Um, so yeah. that's basically our, yeah, our origin. I, I just go, I grew up like uh, super religious. I guess. And so, like, oh. I wasn't allowed to watch any of this stuff. And it was like Satanic Panic of the 90s. So, <laughs> yeah. I know the 90s. My parents were just kind of like, oh, she's distracted. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, you've like been a horror fan since you could walk, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember watching it. I, I, my parents did end up telling me that, um, I loved it, but then I did have a moment where I was like, mm, I had this orange-haired Cabbage Patch doll, 
And um, I made them throw it away because I swore it was going to come to life. And then after they threw it away, I was like, no, I'm good. I want to see Bride of Chucky now. <laughs> they were so upset. They were like, this is expensive. That's funny. <laughs> Did you ever have those things over there called um, boglins? They were like rubber, like gremlin creature things. What? And they were Bog- like, uh, what did you just it was call like them? A, they're called Boglins. I don't know if you want to Google that quickly, but they're like, they were like puppets. I don't know if I want to Google that. And they were like terrifying, like gargoyle, like toy things. But I like begged my parents to get me one of these Boglins for oh, like yeah. Christmas or something. And when I finally got it as a present, I opened it. I was so terrified of it that it wasn't allowed in the house. They, ha- they had to put it in the shed outside. <laughs> And I, can, I was such a scaredy cat as a kid. It's just so funny how it's it's come around now and I'm just obsessed with anything scary now. That is hilarious. Yeah. Those things are pretty ugly, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, we had Furbies. Oh, God. I don't even get me started about Furby stories. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I Ash, I think you've got some questions to ask. I Heather. do. Okay. So, um, what is a horror movie that you hate a horror movie that i hate is uh the recent texas chainsaw massacre from 2021 oh yes that was a a doozy that one that one was terrible awful i will give it i will give it the benefit of the doubt and say that the cinematography was the best part of the movie but everything else was just like why does it why is this happening yeah yeah dreadful there was there were some scenes, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> there were some scenes. <laughs> there were some scenes. <laughs> yeah. Good, that was yeah. Really yeah, that's a really good one. So that one kind of leads me into my next one is, um, what movie do you think is overrated? Overrated. So I thought really hard about this because I was like, do I really want to reveal my true choice and uh, stir <laughs> some stuff up? Oh, stir some stuff. So, um, okay, I'll, I'll give you my, uh, my, my stir, my stirring the pot one, and then I'll give you the one that I was going to play it safe with. Okay. Um, I think that Friday the 13th and Halloween are overrated. Hold on. What? Uh, <laughs> the, the first yeah. ones? The originals? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I know. Don't. <laughs> that stirs some right. pot. I, maybe but... I was okay with it until you said Halloween. Like Friday Thirteenth, I can understand why <laughs> some yeah, people Halloween... might think that it's not. But Halloween, man, this is the it's the one. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, you're literally wearing a Halloween uh, shirt. Like, just... Halloween oh. three, actually, but still Halloween. Uh, just to, Halloween. yeah, just to to say, like Chris and I, that's our number one movie <laughs> but yeah, you know no, what that's totally okay like i'm not upset like i know chris is no upset, no i, I want to know why tell, tell me why you think it's overrated i just find it kind of boring personally um i should have just played it safe um anyway no this is but, great uh, <laughs> i want to know <laughs> i love it yeah no no and you know what it is actually i really admire a like developed villain like i feel like both jason and um michael are both they're so silent there's no they feel one-dimensional versus like other villains that i prefer 
Um, but I do, re- I obviously respect them for what they do to their genre. And like the, the fan base is massive. Like there's reasons why everybody loves them. And I totally get that. Um, they're just not my favorite personal, personally. Gotcha. Yeah, no, um, that, I have, one of, I have, uh, thoughts like that too. So no, I get it. One of my friends. But uh, my safe um, choice was, oh, sorry, I'd, go ahead. I'd, I was just going to say one of my friends agrees with you there, like, He's never got the Halloween hype yeah. at all. I mean, he's not a horror fan, but he mm. he watched it for the first time a few years back, and he just said to me, like, I just don't get this movie. He said, I don't understand why it's so big. Um, and he just mm. he's watched it a couple of times, and he just doesn't get it. He actually prefers, like, the, the David Gordon Green ones, the new ones. Um, but, I appreciate yeah. when people sometimes don't have, like the same opinion as everybody like that because like i was like that with metallica <laughs> to put myself mm. out there and i was like i mean <laughs> i appreciate what they've done in the music scene but i'm not that huge of a fan so i get it yeah like i respect them as an icon like a hundred percent respect them right and, and everything like that but like for me it's not like my go-to um choice mm. i've just got a gotcha. sideline question now how do you feel about Ghostface? <laughs> Love Ghostface. Yeah, oh, yes. back in the game. Okay, back. <laughs> okay. We Redeemed. love you. <laughs> love Ghostface. Like my that's number like, one. Yeah, I think that's like my number one of my top picks for slasher icons. But oh, it, yeah. again, it's because there's like real like characters underneath, and like there's reasons and history and emotion to them. So I'm always like, who it is? Who is it? What's their What's their motive? You know? Yeah. How did you feel about the Rob Zombie reboot for Halloween? Oh, I uh, love that. I love Rob Zombie. Interesting. Okay. I know. Rob Zombie. So, that's one thing I will say about um, these two movies, too, is I do appreciate the gore aspect because Halloween kills, for example, so many brutal kills in that one. I love that movie. It's great. Yeah. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah. The last one, you know, I don't know. I don't know about the last one, but, you know, like, I I don't know how you guys feel about ends, but I feel like it was, mm-hmm. it was good. We have a, we have a complicated a... relationship with ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like I have a complicated admire... relationship with that whole one, two, and three. So. Yeah, I liked the first one. I think the last one, I feel like I admire his creative inspiration to do something different but i think that if he bled Corey into the second movie it would have been more cohesive mm-hmm. yeah 100 yeah but, um, but yeah yeah no i totally agree to that what was um, your safe uh, answer for overrated oh yeah what was the safe answer uh paranormal activity oh okay I can't remember. I haven't watched those movies in so long. So there was like a section in my life where like people wanted me to watch horror films and I was so terrified, but I would like watch them, but I wouldn't really watch them. I'd be like looking at my phone or whatever. (laughs) So like I've seen these movies, but I don't quite remember like what they were. So you've seen them out your peripheral. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, That's, that is a safe yeah. answer. Though. I think a lot of yeah. people. I don't know a lot of people that like that series. I do know some, but I don't know a lot. Yeah, some people I know that are like, "This is so scary," and I was just like, "No, preferably for me." But um, I know it has like a fan base. I just, yeah, for me, not one of them. 
Um, so which movie do you think is underappreciated? Um, underappreciated, I think Green Room. Have you guys seen oh, Green Room? I haven't Room? seen that. No, I've not seen it either. <laughs> is that the oh, one with I... the band, right? Yeah, with the okay. it's like um the punk rock amateur band. Mm-hmm. That one I highly recommend. Like yeah, I just I really want to see that one. Yeah, yeah, that one I feel like it's so realistic that it makes it terrifying. Like that could really happen to somebody. Mm. Nice, but a more I mainstream. I would say, yeah, I would. I would uh, more mainstream. I would say Hellraiser is a little underappreciated. I do. I like Hellraiser. A I'm lot. not a fan of Hellraiser. He's not a fan all. of Hellraiser. That, <laughs> that was one that I watched like fairly recently because it had always just slipped by me. Um, and that was one that I watched and I was like, I don't get the hype. Like, I just I found it a very <laughs> bizarre like TV drama style movie. I mean, the, the I practical don't... effects were fantastic. I, I will say that. But as a movie, it didn't work for me. And I was like, I don't get why it's so... I don't so know. For big. me, there's something about the the romance between oh, the oh. whatever she was and the brother, and it was just like really gross and like I don't know. There's just something about it that I liked a lot. I think obviously, yeah. like Pinhead is is the icon, so of like course. that's probably why mm-hmm. the whole idea of it. It's um, it's a very unique kind of franchise, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've only seen the first one, but I've heard they get pretty wild. Yeah, the the like the middle of the franchise, it gets really kind of mind trippy and kind of goes out there. But um, there's just something about it that I just can't get enough of. And the new one I thought was really great. Yeah, I did I actually like it the new I one. Need to watch it. it. It's good. It's an interesting movie. I did like that one. I actually like that one better than the original. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I can agree with you on that. I I feel like I'm oh, more nice. likely to rewatch the new one than I am the original. Yeah. Even though I love it. It's stylish. It's cool. I like it. And a lot of the Cenobites are, are really creepy and like the, the device and stuff. That that torture device. I, mean, I won't say much because I don't want to spoil it for Ash. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely check it out if you get a chance, Ash. I will mm-hmm. for sure. It's, it's on my list for sure. Um, what is a horror movie that you love? Uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, I haven't seen that. Man, I'm oh, like behind that. on all these movies. Oh, you need you need <laughs> to watch that, man. It's um, what was it? Robert Rod- Rodriguez? Is that who does it? Uh-huh. And uh huh. And Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, and he's in it as well. <laughs> as like Maybe a I'll watch creepy, it tonight. Creepy. I don't have anything. Uh, feet fetish man. <laughs> fetish man. <laughs> yeah. um, which is basically <laughs> him in real life. He basically plays himself in that movie. Um, with gotcha. yeah, Juliette Lewis is in it. Um, Ooh, I love George her. Clooney. Uh, who's the makeup guy? He's actually in it. Uh, Tom Savini. Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. He's in it. Uh, Selma Hayek is in it, playing a very sexy dancer with a snake. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta check yeah. it out. It's a, wa- <laughs> it's it's a wild movie. And if you've not had it like spoiled or anything, like you're gonna have a blast because that's that's a movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember like, if I've had it spoiled. So yeah. Yay for being <laughs> mostly a stoner. <laughs> So I don't remember much. Um, yeah, you'll enjoy that one. Check it out. What's a horror movie you can watch over and over again? I can watch it over and over. Yeah. The, the new it, the one ori- and the old one. Oh, nice. 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 I'm, a, I'm a big fan of both. 
love him. Yeah. Yeah, I like liked both of them too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like chapter, chapter two. I've watched it once and it kind of missed the mark for me, but I feel like I need to give it another chance. I think I was expecting something else, but maybe that's what I need to do too. I feel like there's a lot of movies I need to give a second chance to. I don't when know. I first saw it, the remake of it, I did not like it. When I first oh, watched theaters, I thought I it was blue- way too lighthearted and it pissed me off. But then I gave it a second chance and then I was like, why can I not stop watching this? It's to me, it's like a comfort horror movie. That one, the remake. There's mm-hmm. just something about it that just like it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Like I love the little boy actors that they got. They're so good. So yeah. good. Yeah. The oh, kids met, handle it for sure. I met I met um the guy that plays um what's his name Jack Dylan Grazer is that his name the one that plays the one with the the cast and the um mm. what's it uh inhaler I met him yeah oh, he... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? he's a he's a really cool guy. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, love love those movies. Yeah. So good. Um, what is a horror movie that surprised you? Smile from last year. Hmm. I went into that thinking it was going to be just super generic, kind of like um, oh, what is that last one? Truth or Dare. I thought it was going to be like Truth or Dare and I was going to hate it. But then I went to go see it and it ended up having like a huge like like metaphor for mental health and um, like trauma and stuff. And it ended up being way deeper than the trailer made it out to mm-hmm. seem. That's probably yeah, why it, was... it made me so mad is because it was so like uh, just so in your face about it like I was just like oh my god like nobody believes this person and she's just like screaming and like and it gave me anxiety so I didn't really quite like it but I think that's why <laughs> too real yeah. it's too real it was effective yeah. especially the cat scene in the birthday party oh I hated my life for that uh, scene uh, oh god yeah the marketing was kind of strange for that movie because it definitely made it out to be like it was something that it wasn't yeah like, that's mm-hmm. for sure well, just like um, what was the the one with the basement, the Airbnb? What was that one called? Oh, Barbarian. Uh, yeah, Barbarian. Like that marketing was really weird too. Like you all thought Bill Skarsgård was going to be like a villain or whatever, and he ends up just like getting spoilers. Spoilers. Not gonna spoil it. Um, what is a horror movie guilty pleasure? Um, so back to Rob Zombie. I love Rob Zombie films. Um, so I watch 31 often. Hmm. I've not seen that one. I have not seen anything other than the first Halloween that he made. That's it. Um, I have not ventured out into anything else. I know. I know. It's on my list. I'm sorry. Richard Mm. Drake's performance in that is wild. I love that one. He's a really good character actor, that guy. Mm-hmm. He gets really into it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have him on my list. Um, and then the last question is, um, what is a horror movie that you ha- should have seen by now? Oh, there's actually a lot, but um, American Werewolf in London, I have yet to oh, see. I, I don't like, like that, that movie. <laughs> no. Why? No? Is it because you want to be because American? In London. <laughs> or is it because it's in oh. London? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do have this thing about I really don't like stuff set in Britain, like British stuff. 
but that's not really the reason. I don't know. It just just doesn't work for me. Like, I don't know. I wonder if it works for me because, uh, like, he gets, like, bit and then he's, like, naked and then he's, like, transfer, like, transformations. And I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. I liked it a lot. It yeah, is like what a... I've seen, the practical effects are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I will give you that, yeah. And and the the way that the movies pace, it's just like pretty much just straight into it. There's not really a lot of like lollygagging or anything like that. I like that too. <laughs> I love that word. What, lollygagging? Lollygagging. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Why is it even a word? <laughs> lollygagging. I bet some well, stupid Brit made that up. Oh, I bet. That's like a British word. Well, uh, <laughs> the dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary just added riz. What's, what's into riz? the dictionary. Am I not what down with the kids? What's it's, that? it's, I think it's charisma, <laughs> short for charisma. Oh, God. For like <laughs> flirting, from what Gen I understand Z, from people who have Gen Z children. I don't know. I'm not speaking on it. I'm old. So, <laughs> I but I just still don't saw know what that. no cap means. That means uh, no lie. Okay. Like, I'm not lying. Yeah, I've been educated in our homeschool. I only know this because at a time I worked in retail and, you know, the retail ages are always from like 18 to like 65. And so you learn a lot of different lingo. <laughs> <laughs> so true. My coworkers are younger, too, and they educated me on all that because I was like, what are you saying? And they're just like, "Ugh," and then they'd have to explain it to me. Oh, Lord. I'm like, it's is this how we sounded old, to our parents when we were saying, like, probably um, talk to the hand? And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's really stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> I still like talk to the hand. Quite a good insult. <laughs> okay, so. All right. <laughs> that's awesome. We've got to know you a little bit more now, Heather. So, yeah. those are all great <laughs> answers. I think we should uh, hey. dive into our main events and talk about The Conjuring 3. Excellent. So, this movie was released in 2021, and it is written by James Wan and David Leslie Johnson McCaldrick. Um, they did The Conjuring 2, both of the Orphan movies, both of the Aquaman movies, and a few episodes of The Walking Dead. And he's also writing the upcoming Conjuring movie, The Last Rites. So, it seems like James Wan sort of passed the torch to this guy. Um, and this movie is directed by Michael Chavez, I think his name is pronounced. Um, he also did The Curse of La Llorona and The Nun 2. Uh, this movie has a very short synopsis on IMDb. It, it almost doesn't seem like an official one, but here we go. Um, the Warrens investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession. And that's it. That's it. You know I, mean? <laughs> I mean, no cap, but you know, it's kind of short. So, I've got a bunch of trivia to talk about with this movie because it's quite an interesting one. Because obviously, it is, air quotes, based on a true story or true events. Uh, so, there's stuff I want to go into about that. Yeah, it was interesting watching the uh, documentary versus the, the movie. Yeah, um, it was. I like doing that because I like seeing like the true story behind stuff. But it also kind of tainted the movie for me afterwards. Like I'd seen it already yeah. before, but like I was kind of like, well, 
I mean, well, he doesn't look like Arnie and stuff like that, obviously. But and then I was like, the story is like completely different. Okay. But, um... Yeah, it kind of made me feel like a disappointed parent almost. <laughs> like, afterwards, I was just kind of like, oh, I was like, that wasn't real. That wasn't real. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we know that these movies aren't real anyway, but when it's like yeah. based on a true story, you kind of try and, you know, you want to believe. But when you Are see you the talking real about the films, documentary? Yeah, versus the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. How, how are you going to? Are we going to talk about that? Because I have, I have. Yeah, I mean, I'll <laughs> go through the trivia, and then we'll we'll hit some of the stuff about the real life story. Um, the first bit of trivia is something to do with us Brits. So the UK release of this movie was actually cut. Um, so the distributor they chose to reduce the bloody injury detail, you know, in the suicide scene. Um, in order to get a lower classification. So this movie got a 15 rating um, rather than an 18, which I guess is you guys' uh, equivalent to PG-13 and, and uh, rated R. R-rated. So this movie yeah. technically was like a PG-13 for us because they cut out some of the blood in that scene. So hmm. just to make, some more, to make some more money because it's rated lower, then obviously mm-hmm. more people can see it. Um so it says here that Lorraine Warren died at age 92 on April 18th, 2019. And she'd actually been a head consultant on all of the Conjuring projects and loved the series. So I love uh, that. That's adorable. So this movie is about the story of Arnie Shane Johnson, who killed his landlord in 1981. Um, and the story was described in the 1983 book, The Devil in Connecticut. Um, the working title of this movie was originally The Conjuring 3, but it was later changed to The Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It as a direct reference to the infamous trial of Arnie Johnson. Hmm. This is an interesting fact. So the police and the prosecution basically successfully argued that Arnie had been like in an argument and he'd been drinking um over over debbie so it basically turned into a fight and that ended up with him stabbing his landlord bono with a five inch knife and afterwards that happened so when the ambulance driver turned up he actually overheard uh debbie glattel telling her dad Oh, daddy, he didn't mean to do it. You know how he gets when he's been drinking. Mm. So <laughs> that, that was an actual quote that was, was heard. Um, it says here that the Glatzel family, uh, they had two of the sons that weren't depicted in the film. Uh, Alan, age 14, and Carl, age 15. Mm-hmm. And Carl Jr., um, he denounced the Warrens as frauds and basically stated that his brother David actually suffered from mental illness. And that was the reasoning behind it all. The first uh, draft of the script was actually based bringing in Arnie Johnson, but the writer uh, who interviewed Arnie uh, got their accounts, but then also got other interviews. And the first draft was like really close to his accounts, but later on they added certain liberties and other few stories from the Warrens case files were threaded in. So that's why it's kind of a bit not based on the true story that much. So they kind of dramatized it. 
Uh, <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so although the legal proceedings were not shown in the case, um, the judge of Arnie Johnson's trial basically rejected the defence plea of not guilty by demonic possession, stating that such a defence would be impossible to prove. And he said it was irrelevant and unscientific to allow a testimony. Um, so they weren't legally allowed to consider demonic possession. So he was found guilty of first degree manslaughter um, in 1981, sentenced to 10 to 20 years. He only served five years uh, due to good behavior. Him and Debbie Glatzel got married while he was in prison and remained married until her death um, shortly before the films were released. Um, and this is actually the second movie that was based on the Brookfield murder. Um, the first one was called The Demon Murder Case. It came out in 1983, uh, mm. which is by all accounts an absolutely awful movie. So that's why you've not <laughs> heard of it. <laughs> but before we carry on about the trivia, I do want to talk about that real life story that the movie was based on. So we've all watched the Netflix documentary, The Devil on Trial. Mm-hmm. So what do yes. we think about this story, real or fake? Mm, fake. I'm with fake. you there. And the thing yeah. is, right, I thought it was real until the other brother came in and was like, yeah. it's all bullshit. Well, <laughs> I, as I was watching it and then, like, when they would play the tapes and stuff like that, I was like, to me, that sounds like there's something wrong with the kid. It didn't really sound like You know, the thing demonic. that got me demonic. was the way that the mother was reacting yeah like the way she was reacting was like quite nonchalant and not bothered and i was like yeah she was going like oh no like get off my son like and, and stuff like that but the way she was saying it, it was wasn't with conviction at all mm-hmm. and it's like if your son was in that position like you yeah. would be like terrified and like crying emotional. yeah like she was just like quite casual about it and that's what got me like never be casual when there's a demon in your child <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it was so, like, underwhelming. She was just kind of like, ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there was just, it, it just face. felt, yeah, no. And the, and then, like, and then when the brother came on, I was like, oh, yeah, no, no way. <laughs> they had me until that point, because I, I really want to believe stuff like this, because I, I love anything, like, demonic possession and hauntings and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is boss. And then, like, when the brother came in and basically said, <laughs> Yeah, and and then when it got revealed that actually the mother was like poisoning the family with hallucinations, I I literally said "bro" out loud. I was like, "Oh my!" I did not see that coming. No, she was the real villain. And then obviously when it got revealed how the Warrens were, Mm -hmm. it all kind of slotted into place. Then I was like, "Okay, like these people are profiteering." from mm-hmm. people like them people like them are profiteering off people like them mm-hmm. so do you know what i mean it were it was a relationship yeah. that worked both ways yeah. for um and then one of them got bitter because um you know the warrens did their own thing um mm-hmm. but yeah it's it, it's kind of disappointing though because i love the warrens in the conjuring movies i want to love them in Same. real life too but i don't think they were very nice I, people i know <laughs> And I was like sitting there after um, watching uh, The Conjuring 3 and I was like, should I have watched this first and then the documentary? 
Oh, hold on. Was this your first watch? It was not. But I'll I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you about it when we get there. But yeah, I mean, that was that was the documentary. And yeah, I I kind of feel the same. It was a good documentary, though. It kept being I liked it. And and I like that they incorporated like it shows that they really used good rhetoric in the fact that they brought in an opposing side. Like, it yeah. wasn't just all biased with one, like, proof from one side. It, they brought yeah. in that brother, and it stirred it up, and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, so maybe this isn't the narrative that actually happened, you know? Right. So I thought that that was really well done. Me too. Me too. I, I really enjoyed it. So. Okay, so moving on with the trivia. Um, so Ingrid Bisu who played Jessica, the missing girl. Um, she also played Sister Oana in The Nun. Um, and mm. she's the one, because we, we did talk about her when we did The Nun, and she actually married James Wan in 2019. That's right. Mm-hmm. What? I did yeah. not know that. Um, I married James Wan in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. There is actually a comic book miniseries that expands on that part of the story, you know, with like the the two girls and that that story. Um, really, it, it's absolutely fantastic. I ten out of ten recommend it. Um, I can't remember what comic book um, publisher it's I'll on. It. It's um, I can't even remember the name of it. I think it's probably called the same thing as this movie, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It was my favorite comic series of the year when it came out. Um, well worth a read. Um, fantastic art in it too. Um, so next bit of trivia. Uh, oh, I mentioned it earlier. So James Wan, um, he basically he didn't return to direct this movie because he wanted to pass the baton to Michael Chevers. Um, he said that he was actually impressed with his uh, directing ability after The Curse of La Llorona. So. Oh. I don't know about that. Does <laughs> 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 yeah. um, that um, in the prologue of the movie, um, basically the the exorcism gone wrong, um, the the kid, uh, the twelve year old kid, uh, that was all his own like contortion work. Like that wasn't CGI. Um, his body was actually moving in that way. The only That's thing that they the did kid from. Uh, House. Haunting on uh, Hill House, right? Haunting Hill House, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, that little kid was such a good actor, man. He's great. Top yeah. notch, man. Top notch. But the only thing that they did, like CG wise, with that scene was his face. Like they'd put his face on a slightly different angle on the body, but that was him moving about. Wow. Like that. so, That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, next bit of trivia. Uh, so when Ed and Lorraine Warren are looking for leads on the original meaning of the witch totem, Father Gordon refers them to Father Kastner. Um, he states that the knowledge he has on the occult is spent from years studying disciples of the Ram. Uh, the disciples of the Ram are actually the same cult featured in Annabelle. Yeah, I just like that. That connection. That, that is cool. I didn't get I didn't catch that, but I see that now. And final bit of trivia. In the early versions of the movie, a very different uh, sort of demonic figure featured heavily. And it was meant to be a gaunt cowboy like specter. Mm. Um, 
who was announced by the sound of his stirrups. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, but the director revealed that he, uh, he said the relationship between the occultist and the demon was a little too complicated. And after, after test screenings, they dropped that. Um, it says here, though, that the demon performer actually did appear as a minor role. Um, as an infirmary patient, so maybe he was that guy who started speaking in the oh, and that the lyrics, yeah, yeah, the long hair. I think maybe that was him. Um, right. So that's all the trivia done. So let's get stuck into it. Our relationship with this movie and our initial thoughts. Um, guess Ash, first. You go first. No, guess oh, okay. first. Yes, first. So, had you seen this movie before? Um, what did you think of it? Yeah, so I have seen it before. Um, it's not my favorite out of the three Conjuring movies, but um, didn't you pick this one? Why? I think you picked this one, didn't you? When I sent you the list of of movies to talk about. Yeah, because it was the newest one. Okay, so you just wanted to yeah. re- revisit it and have a chat about it. Yeah, because originally when I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, you know, like, mm, maybe. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I should revisit it, give it another chance, and, like, mm-hmm. see how I feel. But, um, no, I was right the first time, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but, yeah. What about you, Ash? Okay, so, uh, this is my second time watching it. However, the first time I watched it, I had all my friends, well, not my, all my friends, but I had a few friends over that actually will watch horror. So um, so they were here. We had the lights down low. We had food, and we put it on, and we watched it. And so, like, it was scary to me the first time I watched it. And so the second time, I was, like, super hyped. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember I love this movie. I thought it was so great. And I'm watching it, and I was like, oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I don't really remember that. I don't remember it being this long. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) That was it. And, yeah, so kind of big letdown. So I guess guess it was two years ago when it came out, and that kind of was when you were really just about starting your path down the horror movie genre. Mm -hmm. I'd say so, yeah. That's probably why you thought it was scary and and stuff. Well, yeah, so I'm going to talk about that here in a bit. So for me, um, same as you guys, I've watched it once before when it came out. Uh, I remember really enjoying it, though. Like, I like the different direction. I like the whole detective story aspect of it with bits of spooky things laced in. Um, on this rewatch, I didn't enjoy it as much because, like, I knew the story already and I wasn't, like, hooked, obviously. Um, I find that's the problem with this one because it's so heavily story-based. Like, you know the mm-hmm. ending and stuff and there isn't much else to it. But I still enjoyed it. I think it's a solid, spooky murder mystery meets The Exorcist. So, it's it's okay. <laughs> solid movie. Um so let's get into some of the stuff we really like about it then. Highlights. Um, then we'll go into lowlights. So what's the good stuff about this? I mean, obviously, uh, Mommy and Daddy, they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I straight, me so straight off the bat, the like, they're, they're my favorite characters in this. Like, yeah. they're so good in it. Like, I love the dynamic. Like, 
I love their acting. I think they just get better and better with those characters as these movies go on. Like they just really seem to embrace those characters. And, and you just it's super them frustrating to know that she probably wasn't really that sweet. They probably weren't really that kind. That makes me mad. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking. Like after watching the documentary, I was like, hmm, I really kind of wish I stayed in this like fairy tale Dark- land yeah. where like they're yeah. just really sweet, kind-hearted people that don't care about money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just love each other and that's enough. Like <laughs> Yeah. They're uh, so in love in the movies, that whole gazebo thing and everything. Like, I mean, that those actors, those two, have such good chemistry together. They just they do. They really vibe <laughs> off of each other. It's it's just very. Um, it's like you you can feel the romance like coming off of the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's a gr- it's a great pairing, and they really do act their socks off in these movies. Especially yeah. this one, they're great. I, I love yeah. Patrick Wilson; he's so good. And that was that was yeah. a really like um, <laughs> a really kind casting because I mean Ed Warren, like in real life, he he don't look like Patrick Wilson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Patrick yeah. Wilson's a heartthrob, and when he sings as well, man, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that song he did with Ghost for the Insidious movie, the new oh, one, boy, oh, that cover. That makes me so feel hot. Sick. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> but yeah, those were the Warrens are a highlight in this for sure. Um, I've got the story. Like I think that is a really big highlight to this. I think it's a really good story. But as I mentioned before, like the first time, it's a really good story because like it's the murder mystery, you're trying to mm-hmm. guess what's going on. Yeah. But sure. I, I do like that about this. Mm-hmm. Um I've also got down the cinematography. I like the way this looks. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did like the way it looked and stuff too. Shot really nice. Had some good camera work going on. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of those like one shots that I like, you know, going through the buildings and stuff, setting mm-hmm. up the environment. That was cool. Um, one of my favorite scenes in it, in fact, I think it might be my favorite scene, is the one where. Arnie's like getting drunk with is he the, is he meant to be the landlord in this or is he just some guy like I couldn't work that out I couldn't figure out I think he's the a, landlord yeah, yeah I think he is but they I own like so. a dog kettle kennel yeah or I didn't get that I don't know I, I will say that when I saw the dogs I was like oh please no like please don't do I know dogs. I like... couldn't remember if there was <laughs> any dog killings or not I was like oh shoot yeah yeah uh, but... I'm glad that there wasn't either yeah me too but... I'm mm. That scene, I really like where he's like getting drunk with him and the murder's about to happen. And you really like feel like you're in it, the way that the camera's like spinning around and they've mm-hmm. got Blondie blasting out and like, and then he starts hallucinating and, and he changes, he morphs into that scary thing. That whole sequence I thought was really well done with the camera work. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously when he's, he's on the ground and then he just like sees the darkness and then the thing just like crawls towards him. Like I, I really enjoyed that part of it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's one of the best highlights of the f- movie for me because it's really trippy the way that they mm-hmm. do it. Like you feel really disoriented with Arnie. Mm-hmm. So you're kind. Of, it's like a bad acid trip almost, where you're just you can't get away from like what's not going on, and it's so confusing. Um, so it makes sense on mm. in that moment how he would have killed the guy yeah i think that's one thing i did enjoy about the movie was that there was some kind of trippy 
cool scenes in it. So that one was one. Mm-hmm. The other one I liked was it's probably cliche, so don't make fun of me. But I liked the one with um, Lorraine when she's in the dirt, and then she turns around and she sees herself from behind. Oh, and that was that cool. Too. I yeah, love I like, that I like scene. Stuff like that. I like stuff like that too, and it gives me just like it shakes me to my core with things like I don't know what it is. Is it like Uncanny Valley or what? I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like it's so... un, it's obscure, and yeah, I don't I don't think it's cliche at all. I think that's what makes okay, it because <laughs> I really the... love that. Scene. <laughs> Those are the moments that I think that bring it out of the cliche. You know, like yeah. I, I it messes with your mind, and like this movie wasn't really supposed to mess with your mind like that. It was supposed to be mm-hmm. this supernatural kind of cliche story that we've seen a bunch but those moments that made it like a mind trip were really uh yeah stood out yeah for sure and I mean I did like the witch I thought that that actress was like super creepy (laughs) yeah she like looked like she'd be a witch Like, she's, like, sunken in and stuff. Yeah, I was like, they did, either she really looks like that, or they did, like, fantastic job with all that makeup, because I was like, golly, she looks, that's awesome. Yeah, I I did enjoy that aspect of it, like, because I love satanic shit and witches and stuff, like, anything (laughs) like that, like, I'm sold, like, I watch any... Any like crappy witchy movie just because it's got witches in, so like I, I like that like aspect to this because that's not your usual conjuring stuff. It's kind of like mm-hmm. your box standard poltergeist demon kind of thing. But I like that whole thing of bringing the witch into it. Um, that was definitely one of the strongest points, and I like that the story behind it, and you know the dad and and stuff, and he basically had you know, the, what the Warrens have, but, like, strictly, like, satanic shit. <laughs> it was quite yeah. funny. Yeah. They, they walked in there, and they're just looking around. They're probably thinking, yeah, this is kind of the same thing that we have. But Well, I just that- kind of got frustrated with, with that, too, because they they emphasize... Oh, I sorry, I'm getting into negatives. Never mind, we're still talking about positives. <laughs> no, we, we, we can talk about that now. Well, what I was going to say is they, they emphasize Lorraine's power so much in the movie, right? How did she miss that, like, he was, you know, like... Yeah. I I didn't understand that. Like, I didn't know, like, did the witch put a protection spell on him? No. Obviously she didn't, because she came and, you know, sliced the throat. But, so that kind of just bugged me. I know, like, they didn't ever... um, shake hands or anything like that but i feel like she she should have listened to herself when she was like i don't want to go down there you know what i mean like that was all like they that said part, though, when she said that i was like that's a pretty pretty realistic um reaction to going right. down in a, a dodgy yeah. satanic space and then, like that was it there was nothing else and then she like went there again by herself and i was like yeah. no she would know she if she's this powerful supposed to be this powerful she should I mean, know. Yeah. It was kind of inconsistent with that. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping with with talking about that theme <clears throat> going into low light, I think that is the biggest low light of this movie: the script and the writing. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's a little weak. Like you've mentioned, a couple of plot points there that don't add up, don't really mm-hmm. make sense. A lot of the decisions that the characters make aren't accurate to those characters, and they do stupid things. And say mm-hmm. stupid things as well. 
Um, like all of the story is good. I just really do feel like the movie's dragged down by the script, like, and the directing. It's not quite as good as it should be. There are some cool moments in it, like like we've mm-hmm. mentioned about the the trippy stuff and the things that make it a little bit different to your regular paranormal movie. But it's definitely missing that one magic. Like mm-hmm. if James Wan directed this, I think it could have been pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm quite disappointed that he's not returning to do the next Conjuring movie. Like, I know, and and this, we're gonna have this guy. Me. Like, I know, I is like... he retiring or is he just gonna go focus on some sort of other type of movie? And it's probably gonna be <sighs> Megan, Megan too. Oh yeah, that's right. I'd, I'd like it if he directed that, like, cause that that's in desperate need of another director. I'd, I don't know what it is with these new Blumhouse movies now like megan five nights at freddy's mm-hmm. they're, they're a weird new sort of subgenre of, of horror where it's like i kind of feel like it's handholdy hollywood horror if that makes sense like are you saying like um like some rich person or some rich kids like hey i want to make a movie and they're like okay cool go ahead it's just the story that i have a problem with like with those two movies in particular, Five Nights at Freddy's and Megan, like those movies could have could have been really like fun riots of a movie. Like if you, I don't know, give it to like Eli Roth or someone. But they have like this. You're saying weird... it's too diet spooky. It's not even diet. Well, it is it, it is diet spooky, but it's not it's even like, that that no. I have the problem. What did we with. call it last time? It was like generic diet spooky. Polished? Is it too polished? It it's definitely polished, but the problem that I have, the biggest problem, is the emotional story that they try and shoehorn in there. Like for Five mm. Nights at Freddy's as well. I mean, come on, and, and Megan, like I haven't watched too, Five Nights yet. Just too, that. Uh, I mean, it was. Some, I mean, I <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about that movie because I have some <laughs> thoughts on it. Like good, good, very good and very bad. It's a it's a confusing movie for me, but. I, the problem that I have is is the emotional story that they shoehorn into these, is it, these Hollywood is it be, horrors now. It's probably because these kids probably grew up watching like freaking all these uh, shows like American Idol, and there was always some sort of sob story that yeah. went along. So there's like <laughs> always, a, yeah, yeah, exactly, like Kat Von D stuff like that. There was always some sort of sob story that kept people. Yeah. hooked and wanting to watch it so they're maybe like okay let's play off of that or maybe they're just trying to process their own terrible terrible childhood trauma <laughs> yeah but I, I feel like they should really like change things up a bit for the next Conjuring movie and get someone else to direct it like it, if not James Wan then like give someone else a go not not this guy like mm. he's not a bad director but I just think that they should mix it up a bit um but carrying on with like low lights, unless you unless you want to dive back into the highlights, have we got any more good stuff to talk about? Um, I don't really I mean, have any more highlights. <laughs> for highlights for me, I, I think the biggest highlights were um I like that it starts with an exorcism instead of just ending with one. I thought that kind of like shook things up a little bit. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a really good point because it is usually the third act that and opening mm-hmm. with an exorcism. And it's an impressive sequence. Like, I really enjoy that scene. Like, there's some moments in it, like, when the kid's getting, like, pulled down the stairs uh, by Patrick Wilson and the, the claw marks on the wall. 
Like, uh-huh. yeah, like that gave me like Freddy vibes. Like that was very Nightmare on Elm Street. I like stuff like that, where it's like the thing you can't see is like doing stuff. Um, another Nightmare on Elm Street reference was the waterbed. I think that was heavily influenced. Mm. That scene was yeah. creepy. Yeah, I did like that scene. It was cool. Gives me anxiety. I would oh. love a waterbed, you know. I just think. Have they you ever really... laid on one? No, I just think oh, they're, they're wild. It's I feel like, like my, yeah. my back needs a waterbed. I don't think they're very comfortable. <laughs> I I feel no, like it's they're... when you're you know when you're drunk and you lay down and you got the oh. spins. Oh no, that's what it feels no. like to me. That's the, yeah. that's the worst feeling in the world. And you can't and you you can't stop because you move for a split second and it's all blah, 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 blah. like water. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, that opening scene's that's, that's cool. That's why though. they died out. <laughs> Any other but, uh, scenes that in... we really liked? Oh, uh, I mean, for me, I do like, um, like, kind of diving into my favorite scene, really, is, uh, I, I love the Arnie kill scene that, that we talked about, but, um, mm-hmm. I did like the big dead guy in the morgue. Oh, that I was, was gonna, creepy, I was gonna mention man. that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah, that he was great. Naked fat guy was scary. That guy like, was that yeah. was a good one. I was like, man, that would be and I kept thinking too about the people that were gonna come in the next day and see all of that happening <laughs> or that like all happen. Could you imagine you walk in there? <laughs> a it's already been broken into and B, this big dude that was dead <laughs> is now dead on the floor and not on the on the things oh my god that'd be so no i'd be like shit i gotta lift him again yeah (laughs) i just Just feel like i'm gonna go home yeah that sequence is scary just the way that like he slowly turns around and and ed's just like lorraine lorraine (laughs) and see that was another thing that i didn't like like i like that scene a lot uh, but mm-hmm. I liked, uh, I didn't like the fact that she was like, oh, I'm going to go hold this dead person's hand to see if I got anything. And I was just like, I don't know. It just it kind of, out of character, is, didn't it? it did feel out of character. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. This is what I mean with the writing in this. It's kind of all over the place. And I don't think he gets the characters very well. And yeah, well, the script oh, isn't. here's what I thought, like, just now is that I feel like this one, they try to make Ed seem a little bit more like a badass almost like he's (laughs) not really supposed to be a badass he's supposed to be kind of just this like you know speak powerful sweet guy yeah but this one they were like on an acoustic guitar (laughs) yeah and so this one he was like running doing a lot more running and like he saved uh lorraine from falling and And he had a heart attack and he seems to be okay the next day and then he's stent put in they put a stent in his heart i was like how are you even walking and then he <laughs> breaks the he breaks into the morgue, and I was just like, "That's weird." Like, oh, we'll just leave a note. And I was like, "That's really yeah. weird that you think you have that power. <laughs> You're above the law." Yeah, yeah I, I feel like put that it was past the real the Warren to do that. <laughs> I don't know. That even he, that guy doesn't look like he'd be brave enough to do something like that. Yeah, he doesn't look like a badass. No, I mean, no, Patrick no. Wilson can pull it off, but. I mean, he can even pull off that whole, like, Jack Torrance scene at the end with, like, he was even wearing, like, the same jacket. <laughs> it was so funny. He was, like, swinging that mallet around. I was like, this is this is straight out of The Shining. Yeah. I My biggest problem with this movie, honestly, it feels like it, they were trying to force too many things into this. Yeah. It mm. was 
the love story, the supernatural possession story. It was the crime Mark. drama. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it, it, like, for me, it felt too, nothing really worked to mm-hmm. where it felt too grounded in reality for the supernatural elements to land. Um, it lacked in atmosphere for me. And, like, the only real, there wasn't any real stakes because the stakes that we had, they force-fed it to us with the the love story with Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was sweet and it, it it graphs like it was a heart grab for sure. I felt it with a little heart pill subplot thing. Uh. I that was- <laughs> when they do that with the Warrens, like it's so corny and cheesy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I love every second of it. I'm such a stupid little emo kid. Like it's so cute, and I love <sighs> the gazebo at the end too. So I, I thought oh, I that, know. that was really great. But it was like three different movies mm-hmm. that they just shoved into one. I think, right, and then I mean they were trying to like parallel that with Arnie and his his bird, like, but it kind of didn't gel because it, it it kind of felt like maybe this would have worked better as like a TV series because there was so many different plots going on with the story. Like, very true, very true. Do you, by the way, do you think um, Arnie was possessed by the devil or not? <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean that no. guy saw his chance and he took it. Yep. Um, in the movie, I was really wanting to believe it, even though like I don't really like believe in that kind of stuff. But I want the movie made me want to believe because he was mm. such a sweet character and like mm. I, I really liked him. Um, but then the documentary just like slapped me back into reality. And I was yeah, like, and the guy kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies on yeah, the documentary. Kind of had like yeah, a little that... bit of a a Randall vibe, like just kind of slimy. Sorry. Yeah. That... What from Monsters Inc? No, from uh, um, Recess. He's oh, a okay. he's, he's like <laughs> a little <laughs> narc. He's like this little just nerd kid that just is slimy. He's always trying to like tattletale on everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'll that guy was literally literally just trying to get away with murder, and he had his story re- rehearsed well. Like, yeah, and the fact she still married him, you know. She's mm. still married. I would be like, um, sir, you killed somebody. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's some wild stuff. But yeah, I think the documentary really, it it, tur- it made me turned off from this movie. And yeah. I, think, I was just it... like, God damn it, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like gung-ho and I was like, man, I remember when I first watched it. Like it was scary. And I was like in this really cool atmosphere and I had like I don't remember who was there actually um but it was so fun and now I'm just like oh wow boo (laughs) yeah that was the same and like watching like the the kid who's now obviously a a fully grown man but just the way he was talking about like how he got possessed and stuff and when Mm -hmm. he was like oh yeah I was just in the house by myself and then I saw like a Halloween mask devil there and then I was possessed like Mm -hmm. he was like going through his story and talking about it I was like I'm not buying it like well and but here's the thing he could have and it could be some sort of something in his brain you know like yeah I I honestly do think it was a mixture of everything with him like I think he, he was possibly I mean he was 
you know, on the edge of adolescence at the time. Like there's plenty of hormones going around. He was being drugged. He he might have been a bit mentally unstable at the time. Like I'm sure the the home environment wasn't very good. The home environment, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like it was probably a a real mixture and just created this shitstorm. And and then obviously the Warrens were huge at the time. So he's been influenced by all of that going on. And kids are are very impressionable, you know, if if Mm -hmm. they're getting exposed to this kind of stuff then he will then you know he's they said didn't they that they basically explained all the things from demon possessions that they've encountered in front of the kid at the table yeah and then the next the next visit he started to do all that stuff so um yeah and and to me too and this is gonna sound kind of shitty but it also felt like when i was listening to the tapes and stuff like that i was like I feel like this kid has taken this opportunity just to say a lot of bad words that he's always wanted to say. Yeah, he's been <laughs> a douchebag for a long time. <laughs> I was like, I feel like this kid's been penting up, has a lot of pent up rage, and he's just using this to to go off. <laughs> I also don't feel that a demon would use an insult like douchebag. I know. I was like, yeah. Hey, have you not seen The Exorcist? Like, come it on. was like it was like the mo- the most uh, like the biggest like curse that he'd get away with saying exactly (laughs) it's like whenever kids are like mom can i curse and it's like oh my god so funny (laughs) Uh, going back to the movie um a scene that i did like was um when the kid's getting scared he jumps in the bathtub and then you see like the the, you look at the shower curtain ring and you see the the hook and the, the fingers are like hooked. No, and that's that part didn't give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. that was and then it was quite shining with all the, the blood coming in as well. Yeah. Like, well, there was a lot of like, like the scene where the priest shows up. I was like, okay, exorcist. <laughs> like, yeah, that was, oh, yeah. That was straight, <laughs> straight up shot homage. I was like, you might as well have used whatever the music they were using at the same time. Like, come on, the, you just ripped it off. A big fog, a big smoke smoke machine in the corner as well. I've seen priests in real life, and I have never seen any of them wear hats like that. I thought you were going to say stand like that. Oh, no, just never wear hats like that. Any other scenes that are notable? Uh, oh, yeah, this the jump scare that I really liked in this. I mean, some will say it's a cheap jump scare, but I liked it. When Arnie's following the mouse into the hole in the wall, and then he, he's peering in the hole and you think something's going to peek back at him. And then he just turns around and that scary Satanist woman's just stood right there. And that makes me jump. Like, I mean, it's classic. It did make, it made me jump, yeah. <laughs> it's the score as well, like the way the score yeah. kicks in at that point. Um, score is pretty good. Like Joseph Bashara back again. Like, I think he did a decent job in this. I liked it better than... Um, uh, and two. The, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, you didn't like the score in Curse of like, Your Owner either, did you? Oh, no. That one was yawn fest. <laughs> um, any more stuff to talk about with the scenes, highlights, lowlights? I mean, mm. I, I liked the end um, when the, the witch is finally kind of getting taken to hell. Uh, the way that the demon kind of contorts her and twists mm-hmm. her body. Oh, I thought yeah. That, I did like that the, scene, too. That gave the me like um, gave me Suspiria vibes. Mm-hmm. The the remake <laughs> where that scene is burned into my brain. I don't know. The if end you... scene. 
the, the scene when she's in the she's in the room on her own. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what scene you're talking about. Oh mm-hmm. god, she's dancing and yeah. Yeah, I hate that. That's scene another so one. I, I have not seen that one yet either. <gasps> oh, so. Do you like beautiful. the original? I haven't seen that one either. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you definitely definitely need to check out the original because it's a masterpiece. The, the soundtrack, like the score, oh. is just something else, and cinematography, so like the color palette. It's it's a gorgeous movie. Um, the the remake is a whole new, different beast entirely. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Nick Garth, Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, what's the main Tilda Swinton? Is it Tilda Swinton? Is that who yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. What was her name too? Um, Dakota. 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 No, no, mm-hmm. uh, not Fanning. Johnson. Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and I want to watch that, that movie too, but that's so long. Wait, and... Which one would you watch first, the original or the remake? The original. Original, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I, I yeah, much prefer sure. much prefer the original. I'm not the biggest fan of the the remake, but um, uh, I like both of them, but I feel like. I feel like I like the original better. It the, there's something yeah. about the original that there's just it's, it's, it's so sensory overload, but like yeah. in a good way, like not it's in a like a oh my unique... god I'm gonna panic, but like oh my god this is like I'm floating. <laughs> it's, it's such a unique horror movie. Like the vibes are immaculate in it. Um, it's just a great movie. Um, but yeah, going back to that scene in this movie. Uh, I really like the way that they use like a doppelganger of her mm-hmm. to represent mm-hmm. the, the 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 demon, um, rather than just having some random demon pop up at the end because that wouldn't have made oh sense God. really. Be like, what's this? Uh, Dude, but that's so something... scary about doppelgangers. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. Like when you were mentioning the scene earlier about Lorraine, like when she sees herself, mm-hmm. like that is one of the scariest things to me because like, like i would die like can you imagine if you like saw well, yourself i mean i that's scary than seeing a demon those stories about the um the not deers i'm not gonna say the words but like the creepy things that are in the woods that like try to pretend to be other people and it's just like that the kind skin of stuff crawlers. This, yes and you, you, you um, don't want to say that. No, because then I feel like I'm going to summon it and it's going to come here. And it's going to look like me and I'm going to die. <laughs> but that stuff scares me, man. Because, like, you could hear, like, people's voices. Like, they mimic people's voices Dude, that you know or I've mimic your you. own. I told you the story of, of what happened in my old house. Like, yes, how you have, and I we, want to we, would hear, we would hear my voice, like, when I was in the house. A sentence that I'd said like a few minutes before would be repeated, um, and just no one was there, and it was the scariest fucking thing ever. Oh wow! Yeah, my my old ha- house was like haunted as fuck. So glad you don't live there anymore because I did not like yeah. hearing those stories. So am I. Get out of there, white people, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other scenes or stuff we want to talk about with this? Um... Did we get any? Do we get any lame lines, by the way? We I don't remember. I, didn't, I don't think I picked out a lamest um, line. Hold on. I, I, got... I think she, when Lorraine keeps saying, Ed, something really terrible happened here. She says that in like every single Conjury movie. And that, does, I remember yeah. noting that in my brain watching this. And I was like, we couldn't have used any other dialogue right there. Like we or have to like... regurgitate that. This is mm-hmm. the closest to hell I ever want to get or something like that. Yeah. Everything's like the scariest thing she's ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one that I got from Lorraine was um, 
was it Ed or Lorraine? I can't remember who said it. It was she thinks our love is our weakness, but it's not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, I, I mean, that's know. it. That's all I got for it because I was just, mm. yeah, yeah. I think I've gone through everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, unless anyone's got anything more to say, Mm-mm. no, that pretty much sums it up for me. Yeah, are getting, okay. Are, well, are we doing the rankings? We'll wrap it up and do our rankings now then. So overall thoughts, um, for me, uh, I think it's a solid movie. I think it's interesting. It's got a good story. It's got some creepy moments. It doesn't match up to The Conjuring 2, in my opinion. I know it's a totally different kind of movie when comparing them um, and to the rest of the franchise. But for me, this one, it's just not as memorable or cool as the others. Um, but I'd still recommend it to anyone that likes horror murder mystery and love stories as well because it's basically a love story exorcism <laughs> yeah what about you guys i feel like it, it's it's yeah like you said it's a solid movie i i just it's not my favorite out of the conjuring trilogy so far um i am excited to see what they do with the next one but this one it just uh, i feel like there's too many elements at play that uh, didn't land for me with this one, but it had some mm-hmm. cool moments, like like the the um, Arnie scene. That has to be my favorite moment in the whole yeah, movie. That's definitely mine too. It's just it's well directed that part, and it kind of made me sit up and pay attention. There were a couple of moments in that, but for the most part, I think it kind of kind of drags because I think it suffers this. It suffers from the script. I think mm-hmm. it does feel longer than it should be. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Um, my thoughts are just kind of I was just disappointed. <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, cool, I guess. <laughs> so how do you feel about our um our rewatch of the Conjuring franchise? Like I'm pretty stoked we did it because like I've definitely changed my opinion on like a lot of these movies when rewatching them. So I told I texted Ryan last night. Hold on, let me see if I can find the text. Um, I was like, I have a confession. Don't tell Chris yet. But now that we've done the conjurings, I don't know if they're my favorites anymore. I was like, other than the first one, the other ones were so boring. I think I ruined my brain. Mm, you were stoked <laughs> to start on this, weren't you? Because like I was top of the world. Just but the thing is, like, remember, excited. like. We've done the year of the one, so like the whole of this year, we've pretty much done every James Wan horror movie. And I think that like, I mean, I I, te- I prefer the, the Insidious movies, like personally, like I'm not, I was never mm-hmm. a big Conjuring Universe fan. Like I like a couple of them, but on, on this rewatch through, I was like, oh no, I actually do like a lot of them. There's only like two that I don't like really, um, but I'm still a bigger Insidious fan for sure. Um, I think part of my issue too, to be honest, is doing that 31 days of horror films like and then some because I watched other ones that like I didn't do the TikToks on or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I just like watched so many that were out. <laughs> not necessarily burnt out, but I watched so many that literally shook me to my core. Oh, that's because that... you watched stuff like mm-hmm. martyrs and possession and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> martyrs. Oh, Oh boy, there was some there were some hard ones. 
And like, I don't know what it was about possession, not possession, um, pulse, that one, the um, Japanese one, or is it Korean? I can't remember. Sorry. But that one scared me. I've not seen that one. I, I was like, I had to like pause it because it scared me. So I don't know. It, there's something about the like the uncanny stuff that I was talking about earlier. Like there's like something in that movie that's sort of like that that just really scared me. <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying is like you've come on a real journey since you first watched the Conjuring movies and you've yes. been de- desensitized. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, freakier shit since that so and it's kind of disappointing to be honest because i was like i really like i mean i still love the first one i'm gonna die on that hill but mm-hmm. yeah like the second and third one man i don't know if i'll ever watch them again to be honest okay so what's your ranking of the conjuring franchise then one two three like because if about i was the rest be- oh i forgot about it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that's hard. I say Annabelle, Annabelle Creations. Sorry, probably The Conjuring one. Oh, hold it, you put Annabelle Creation at the top, mm-hmm. and then Conjuring one. Interesting, because mm-hmm. you love The Conjuring one. I you? know, but I really liked Annabelle Creation a lot. Okay, I feel like that's a really solid. For some reason, that movie's so solid, and I think it has to do too with the daytime uh terror i really like the fact that they were they use daytime to scare people um so you got annabelle creation yeah annabelle creations the conjuring one um probably annabelle come comes home Mm -hmm. uh conjuring two oh shoot man that's gonna be hard to figure out which one i hate the most (laughs) (laughs) See, those uh, are my easiest ones. I feel yeah, like... same. I, I struggled with the ones I kind of liked, the mid-tier, kind of. Yeah, the mid-tier were hard for me. Mm. So then we got uh, the regular Annabelle, and then we have um, the Curse oh, of... Oh, you put, you put regular Annabelle in the middle. I think so, because at least that one... I don't know, the Curse of... Uh, I can't say it. La right Llorona? Yeah, thank you. It was so bad. So bad. And I think I'm having a hard time between that one and The Devil Made Me Do It just for bottom. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So. Interesting. Okay. I know. It's changed. I'm, like, sad, but then I'm also, like, okay, you know, like, I did conquer some fears, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been through some shit since then, man. You've grown. Oh, my God. I've been through right. so much shit, yeah. <laughs> All the growing pains. Uh, what about you, Heather? What about your ranking? So, um, I'll start at the bottom. Um, so, my least favorite is The Curse of La Llorona. Uh, <laughs> then, I, then I have The Nun, the first one. Oh, you, you missed out The Nuns, Ash. Sorry. Oh my goodness, I did miss out on The Nuns. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Where are you putting um, The Nuns? So I think I'd put the nun after the conjuring and then the nun too, probably above Annabelle. Mm, okay. A nun Interesting. sandwich. Yeah. A nun sandwich. <laughs> oh yeah. A nun sandwich. So yeah. So okay, ahead, nun. No. And then the, so the conjuring three double made me do it is seventh. 
Um, and then I have Annabelle, which that one really surprised me because I don't find Annabelle to be one of the better ones. But um, it's got this rewatchability factor for me. Yeah, it's so, just not not as as bad as I mean, it is still bad, but <laughs> but it's not yeah. as bad. Yeah, there's like there's still something about it that still makes it a little bit better than like the other two that I hate <laughs> or don't like. Yeah, I like that it I like the introduction of like the disciples of the ram and like that whole kind of mm-hmm. culty satanic murder mm-hmm. thing. That um, scene was so that, was cool. Uh then I have the nun two as fifth. Um Annabelle Creation fourth. Annabelle comes home as my third. And then Conjuring Two and the Conjuring is my first place. Nice. Okay. You're gonna hate my ranking. It's it's quite controversial. <laughs> I've um I've done it on Letterbox. Um, can I? I thought I should have done. I need to. I send you a that. picture on this chat. Uh, let me see if I can do this so you can all see it. Uh, Be tech savvy. I just, I am not. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not like, tech savvy. Everywhere. Can and I, I chat in this? I can't. Today can I? I've been on the phone with like old people trying to walk them through checking their email. Ooh. I tell you what, I'll I'll just send it to you both on Instagram. Are you able to look at it on Instagram right now? Yeah. In the DMs, right? I'll send you my ranking. Uh, I should have done that. There we go. I'll do that okay. after for Ryan. So, <laughs> at number one, I have Annabelle. I love that movie. I think it's fantastic. I'm sorry, you Annabelle out. Creation. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, number two is The Nun. I just, it's a real guilty pleasure for me. I love it. I love how gothy and stuff yeah. it is. I just, I love Whoa. the atmosphere to that movie. Conjuring 2 and third place. I really do like that movie. It's got a lot going for it. Um, Annabelle Comes Home is next. A good, fun movie. Uh, Nun 2, it's it's decent. I, I definitely need to rewatch it because I keep thinking about that fucking goat man that scares the shit out of me. So, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Curse of Light Your Own after that because I do actually like that movie what? and it it has rewatchability <laughs> for me. Like it has more rewatchability than the next one, which is The Conjuring Three. Um, I can't see myself watching that one again. I'm mm-hmm. kind of I've got all I can from that. Uh, yeah. So the bot the bottom three I I wouldn't watch again. Um, so next is Annabelle. I, yeah, I don't like that. Um, and at the bottom is the first Conjuring, and I know how absurd that must seem to a lot of it people. It is absurd. But I just can't <laughs> hang with that movie. Like you know, if you if you listen to the episode, hey, like no, I, you. No, just kidding. I do I do go into why I don't like it. I I hate the characters. I find yeah. the story boring. It drags. I'm sure I was like most silent I've ever been. <laughs> Yeah, you weren't happy with me on that episode. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my crazy controversial ranking, Conjuring at the bottom. And that's Creation wild. on the top. Yeah. But just, Conjuring oh. for me is like the only one in the whole, like, except for like Annabelle Creation, I will say, I think Conjuring is the only one that actually scared me in the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm right there with you. Like when she falls through the bait, through the, the walls and like, the witch is hanging there and like twists her feet around. Ugh. I thought of that terrifying. But that was also, I mean, it was a long time ago. I haven't seen it in a minute, but yeah, I love the first one. Yeah, the, the, I mean, I like them all. Like the only two that I don't like are Annabelle and Conjuring at the bottom. Like all the rest, <laughs> I think, are pretty good. Um, 
but yeah, I think I think that about wraps it up. Unless you want to talk about anything else? Nope, I don't have anything. Sweet. I'm just taking in the the ranking here. I know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'll uh, I, I'll rank. I, I'll do my ranking and then I'll send it into the group chat, Chris. I, I tend to have a lot of hot takes that people hate me for. I'm not trying to be like that guy, but I just seem to be. Uh, I have questionable taste. I think I, I have bad taste, really. I, it's taken me a while to admit <laughs> it, but I do have bad taste. <laughs> my favourite movie of the year um, is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, so I guess that says a lot about my taste. <laughs> hey, you know, there's got to be... Everybody's least favourite horror movie is someone else's favourite, so, you know, yeah. you have the audience for that. <laughs> I, so I am go, that go guy. you. You yeah. are that guy. <laughs> and I'm over it. here attacking the, you know, the iconic slashers in the beginning, so. Yeah. I, I still, I'm, I still, I think it's awesome that you did. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a bold move. That was, that was a bold ca- choice. came in all guns blazing, like, <laughs> top of the show. <laughs> hey, I'm Heather, I hate Halloween. <laughs> I love it. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for coming on the pod, Heather. Yeah, we really appreciate you. your time. Yeah, this was great. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. You're welcome back anytime. Um, we've got some plans for next year, so I'll send the, the list of movies over. Um, Sounds great. Where can our listeners find you online? Do you have anything to plug? Um, so I'm most I'm most active on Instagram. My handle is the villainess narrative on pretty much everything. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, and next week. I will be releasing my uh, YouTube channel where I oh, will dope. be, yeah, creating a YouTube channel for horror, horror reviews, news, rankings, all that. So um, I will, if you follow me on Instagram and TikTok, you will know all about those announcements. And I hope to see you subscribe. It would mean the world to me. Amazing. Go do that. Amazing, go subscribe, yes. go follow. And we got to do some more collabs in the future because... You're our peoples. Aside from the Halloween and Friday 13th. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you again for coming on and everyone go and check out Heather on all their platforms. And good luck with the, uh, the YouTube stuff. Yes, thank you. Yeah, good luck. So we need to give a shout out to our wonderful Patreon supporters before we wrap things up. Um, I, th- I think that echoing thing we did last time was quite fun. Should we do it again? <laughs> you want me to echo <laughs> everybody's name again? Yeah. <laughs> Just give people more bang for their book. So <laughs> is hearing me say their name <laughs> in a funny voice. Okay, so Fieldmouse. <laughs> now you can put me on the spot. Uh, Fieldmouse. Ryan. Ryan. Wade. Wade. Ash. Ash. Kyle. Kyle. I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> I'm like, <my laughs> how old are you? Know Kyle. He's our producer. He spends Kyle. the big money. We love I you, Kyle. But I just like have to deal with so many names all day long. Okay, go for Francesco. it. Francesco. <laughs> you know who Francesco is? Oh, yeah, me oh. and him have been chit chatting a lot. Clown Cafe Kid number four himself from Terrifier 2. We love you, Francesco. Everyone go and check funny. out um, his new short film, uh, Pretty Face, which is in uh, the new All Hallows Eve movie on, on Tubi. Is it Tubi? Yeah, we don't have yeah. that. Here, in America, so. it's Tubi. I can't watch it, unfortunately, and I've been messaging him saying, I need to watch this movie, and I can't, so... Maybe I'll you, just, you like, do you want me to, like, live stream it? I'll just call you and place it there, and you oh can watch God, it. Oh, my God, yeah. Do it, man, do it. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll do that. That's awesome. 
his, Francesco. Uh, I'm sure Francesco will be fine with that because he was like, I need to find a way to send you this movie to watch. So I'm sure it'll be okay with uh, you pirates. Well, two, well, two is free anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right, cool. Very true. Uh, yeah. I mean, Congrats. it does matter, but it does, like, at the same time, like, I can stream that without having to worry. Congrats to Francesco for that. That's really yeah, cool. Woo! He's, like, obviously, he's he was in Terrifier 2, but now he's part of the, the Terrifier origin, I guess, because mm. um, Art was in the first uh, All Hallows' Eve anthology. Uh, the second one I've not seen, and now Francesco's movie Pretty Face is in the third one, so go check it out. Um, really cool that he managed to get uh, was it Lauren Marie Taylor that was in Friday the 13th part 2 he actually mm-hmm. got her in his movie which is awesome mm-hmm. so yeah shout out dude um, hey. Oliver Oliver and Nicole Oh, Nicole she gets a, a little smiley because she's my bestie <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's my yeah. other bestie sorry Chris sorry she's oh it's bestie. okay no, no <laughs> you just go to Roswell with her not me that's fine that's fine I'll get over it oh man that was the best <laughs> I'll take you to Roswell soon we'll hell yeah uh, but yeah thank you to all of you guys for continuing to support us on Patreon we love you all and you can support the pod too over at horrorhomeschool.com you only need to give us a dollar a month and you get access to all of our bonus content. There's some crazy <laughs> shit on there. There's, there's, let me let me just say there's some of our best stuff and some of our worst stuff on the Patreon, so it's definitely worth a listen. Oh my god. Dude, I was trying to listen to the thoughts that I had about, what is it, Valerie and... Her Week oh, of Wonders. Have you seen wonders. that movie, by the way? Heather, have you seen uh, Valerie and her, her Week of Wonders? Mm-mm, No. It's like the 70s weird witchy fever dream. I don't yeah, know like, how to explain it. If you like witchy <laughs> stuff, um, definitely go and check it out. It is like a, a witchy fever dream. Yeah. Kind of, I don't want to say exploitation movie, but it's just, it needs to be seen to be believed. It's it's quite it's odd. Bizarre. Uh, but I love it. Yeah, Ash is doing like voice notes on on movies, um, and she did one on that. And yeah, sometimes it, I just get bored. I live by myself, so I'm like, sometimes I just get bored. And I'm like, man, I want to tell somebody about this movie. So I just started doing that with Chris. Poor guy. <laughs> he probably and just they like, are going, he wakes, like he wakes up and he's like, God damn it, Ash. <laughs> like thirty voice notes, and then I just do screen record and put them on the Patreon, and it's it's great. It's gold. This content. last one was seven minutes. Who wants to listen yeah. to seven minutes of me? Oh, that was when I lost my job, too. Of me talking about... <laughs> of eating <laughs> cookies. <laughs> Just this movie being all fucking wild. So, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Go and enjoy all of that crazy shit on the Patreon. Um, and then we'll say your name on here, too. So, that's cool. <laughs> um, But, yeah, that's about it. As always, you can find all of our links at horrorhomeschool.com. Um, links to all the platforms where you can listen to the show, our merch, socials, and the Patreon. Um, thanks again, Heather, for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. Plug your Instagram handle again. Yes, please follow me on Instagram, The Villainess Narrative. I'd love Go to have it. you. <laughs> and as for me, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J Wakefield. And me, underscore Babraham Lincoln, underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, a master Satanist is not an adversary to be taken lightly. <laughs>